Hi, everyone. I'm here today with Tammy Tran, one of our co-hosts at Imagine Talks podcasts. She is uh, part of the Student Success Center at the University of San Francisco, USF. And she's here today to talk about topics relating to student success, common challenges, struggles, tips for management, and useful resources, too. Welcome, Tammy. Thank you for having me. So Tammy, tell us a little bit about yourself and you know, the work that you've done. So um, I work at the University of San Francisco, San Francisco, specifically in a department called Center for Academic and Student Achievement. Mm -hmm. In this office, we help support students both academically and personally. Mm. And what that specifically means is we help students navigate throughout the education system within our university um, from when they're a freshman all the way to their senior year. So the whole gamut then? Yes. I mean, and and uh, how, how many students have uh, you guided in the past? So I've worked in the education system for about a decade now. Oh, wow. Um, uh -huh. And I've helped thousands, tens of thousands mm -hmm. of students Mm -hmm. um, at least in our university, both in like College of Art and Sciences, School of Management, Nursing, and Education. That's impressive. Tens of thousands yes. of students uh, mm -hmm. with your coaching and your guidance, you know, and you yourself, like uh, with, with the work that you do, um, how, how have you in, uh, weaved in your vision of uh, your own life vision you know what is the, the the future that you see the future that you want to reach uh with your work well for my life vision i want people to be at least open-minded mm -hmm. to a lot of things keep themselves keep opportunities that they would have like ignored uh open yeah and, and you mean, do, do you often have a lot of, um, I mean, you mentioned challenges and struggles that a lot of students face too, but uh, do they sometimes close the door on opportunities or do you? They do. They focus. So a lot of students tend to have a particular idea about a certain field or topic mm -hmm. or career path. And so they close themselves to other opportunities that are, very similar or that they would more likely be uh, excellent at than what they've chosen and like think is the right thing. So, so your job then, you know, you, you broaden their views on life, you help them become open-minded to opportunities that they would have otherwise dismissed or ignored then. Um, exactly. And, yes. and uh, I don't know, I don't suppose there are any sort of common examples of how this comes about um do you love are there, is there a common thread or a common scenario where a student comes to you and yes comes with this so for example you can take like pre-meds right oh they yes pre-meds <laughs> yeah they typically think oh if i want to be pre-med i have to be in biology or some sort of science major mm -hmm. and i have to take certain classes and do volunteer work and within the health field and the only paths that are available is to become a doctor mm. or a nurse and nothing else. That's it? 
Yeah, basically, that's, that's generally a lot of like students' ideas of what pre-med is. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, or just going to like pharmaceuticals, but like three paths. That's yeah. It. So our our job is to help them see, you know, there is a plethora of other health professional jobs and opportunities out there mm-hmm. that doesn't just direct towards the doctor route or the nursing route or pharmacist route. There's and- plenty of other things you can get into and that you might actually be more interested in so so when when they do come with this uh you know this struggle or i mean how does it manifest do, do people come to you uh on uh, on their own and ask about career choices or do they usually come in with some sort of other complaint like a grade problem it's like 50-50, to 50/50. be completely honest. Yeah. Some students will come of their own volition because they're curious. They want to um, get as much help as possible. And oh, okay. they hear about our office, our departments. And our department is mainly like pitched as the office that helps support you in whatever like question you may have or like... Um, if you're struggling personally or academically or you have some other issue that maybe your major advisor or your um, uh, career advisor or immigration advisor can't help you with. Mm -hmm. And so there's your CASA advisor that can help you. And your CASA advisor is generally termed your academic success coach. So basically helping you reach success interesting so yes. actually you mentioned casa uh, what is uh, for folks who are not as familiar with what casa is what does casa stand for so casa stands for um center for academic and student achievement which is oh. the department that i work for mm-hmm. yeah and to like abbreviate it it's casa but then oh, also yeah. it's like the Spanish term is like casas for home. So we're like your place away from home yeah. is also how we like uh, pitch ourselves to students. And, yeah. And I think you've, uh, we've talked to in the past before a little bit about casa. You, you told me in the past that casa is to help promote student success in college and to also have a safe and non-judgmental place exactly. for, you know, students to grow and navigate yeah. the college experience. Mm-hmm. And, we generally want students to feel like it's a place where there's no judgment. We'll accept you however you are, whatever your problems are, um, and guide you towards the best, the best path there is for you as a person, not as just a student, but as a person. Oh. So you reach the most optimal part of like your life. Yeah. And, and this is like a very, very challenging time. I imagine, you know, you mentioned that 50%, maybe you said 50% of the folk, uh, students come to you. Of their own volition, yes. Of their own volition. What about the other 50%? Yeah. The other group, they come um, either through referrals or they have some sort of issue, um, whether it's mental or personal or medical oh. or something completely different, which... Um, they are directed over to our office. Also, if they perform academically like not well, 
Yeah. Um, then they come over to us in our office and we start to like meet with them on a um, very weekly or bi-weekly uh, um, kind of path mm-hmm. just to like really figure out what is it that is blocking them from being academically successful. And that's where we sort of get into like their own personal lives, their own views. What is it that they are expecting? Um, what are their goals as opposed to their uh, parents' goals for them in life? Oh, that's and interesting. Of, yeah. So, so a lot t- of it is like parents' goals that they're trying to follow. So, so uh, what what kind of? So I imagine so pre med. That's pre medical route. A lot mm-hmm. of um, students want to go into the healthcare professions. Um, and is that something that a lot, you're finding that a lot of students come to you with the goal of going to these professions when it turns out that it's actually their parents who want them to go through mm-hmm. this uh, path? If, if I were to break it down, it yeah. would be like probably 40 to 45% of these students are doing it because of their parents. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that so bad? I, Is that if bad necessarily bad thing if they if they want to follow what their parents want them to do? It is not bad if they really don't know what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't even have their own goals or visions in life. They're just following what their parents want. Oh, okay. um, we try to help them. Um, as much as we can, as much as they're willing to be open with us, yeah, to guide them to what they uh, feel like. Oh, this is the actual path that I want to take. This is actually what I'm interested in. Um, but other times, it's like these students don't want to do it. They're doing it because their parents want them to do it, and they're not good at it which is why they're not doing academically well. Oh. It's wow. not within their like uh, expertise. No matter how hard they try, they can't grasp the concept to be able to do well in those courses. So, so how can they, you mentioned that it's a lot of the students uh, would pursue this if it were part of their goals, if it were part of their vision, but do they necessarily know how to set goals or a vision for themselves versus, um, and, you know, you mentioned the parents, the goals, um, how do they, do they know how to distinguish it or do you have to guide them sometimes? We have to guide them most yeah. of the times because students, again, like in, in our beginning conversation, they, they don't really know what they want to do. Oh, um, uh-huh. Or they have like preconceptions of what this like pre-med route is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's only so much research you can do. It's always help, more helpful to talk to somebody who has experience or knows what the actual procedure is going to be like mm-hmm. and what to expect from it. So if you had a message or thing that you often teach students for uh, finding this vision and finding these goals do, do you, is there something that you would advise people or advise advise students uh, and who are, might be listening right now 
Yeah, I would, the first and foremost thing is actually go out there and volunteer within that field to find out if that's even something you want to do. Uh-huh. Because what I, what I found a lot with these students is they go through the whole thing and when they do, um, they're in their senior year, they start to volunteer, junior, senior, and they start to volunteer and go into the field to like really find out. They later come out thinking, oh my God, this is not what I thought it was actually going to be. Mm-hmm. And you're already in your senior, senior and junior year. Like there's only so much you can do afterwards. You can't exactly like turn to a different major or whatnot if you find out like okay this is not what i want to do so it's better to do that in your freshman year your first second year it's it's better to go into like a volunteer experience or an Mm -hmm. internship within the field get some sort of exposure and like talk to a bunch of people to like really figure out what it is that you're looking for um if you're trying to go down the medical route, like become a doctor, is this really what you want to do as a nurse? Is this, is what your um, conception is of a nurse really uh, how it is in life? In yeah. like real life? Is this what you're looking forward to? Yeah. Yeah. So, so then, so uh, people who go into medicine, I mean, often are, very hardworking and they are very dedicated, but would your advice also apply to other uh, career paths too? It generally, it generally does because like, at least if you're, if we catch them really early, Mm -hmm. um, they can definitely go down to different like majors or paths and we generally direct them. Okay. What is it that you like? What don't you like? Have you tried this yet? We haven't tried this yet before you knock it off, like try it and then later see like, okay, if you really don't like it, that's it. Then cross that off the list. Um, But for people who are in their like junior, senior year who are in this position where it's like, gosh, dang it, I'm not into this major or like this career path. What do I do? Mm -hmm. What we generally tell them is, okay, you're in your junior, senior year. You are so close to graduating with this major. So why don't you go ahead and finish with this major, but don't let that major define you because your major in college doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you're going to be in life. Yeah. So you can do your major, go through it, go through with it, but find internships, find other programs, um, get a minor like go into a class that you find very interesting talk to the professors the department see what other things there are for you to get into while you're just completing your major i really like like, that message yeah that's and and you're offering people uh this hope that um oh there are options uh that people can pursue in life and that they're not sort of necessarily wedded or, or uh, defined by one particular major. Yeah. They can explore other things even after college or yeah, even definitely. towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. And like for whatever it is, we do have resources that we are like affiliated with mm-hmm. or know about. And then we send those students like to those um, 
affiliations or like to link and just say like try this mm-hmm. maybe you'll like this if you don't come back let us know we'll like work with you to find something else um but you don't have to feel as though you're tied down to like one thing um yeah our other message is also like you want to meet as many people as possible what, um, what do you mean to, by that what i mean by that is if you have a goal um then you should go out there within that field talk to people build your relationship with them because you want to build also your network mm. so the more people you know within different fields the more opportunities you'll be able to be open to you and have like offer to you that's such a strong message so i'm hearing from you like a lot of what you do to coach people on their success is to encourage them to get you know a lot of personal in-depth experience with what they are hoping to achieve Mm -hmm. and it this can't doesn't necessarily apply to pre-meds but also any sort of other career path it applies to everyone every student doesn't matter what you what major you are what career path you're looking into yeah it's very important to know that you aren't tied down to whatever you define as your major um and it's always good to build your network because you never know when that's going to come in handy the network. So, so why why is that important? You know, especially for shy people, I I imagine that there are a lot of folks who um, may have been taught a lot of students and a lot of also early career professionals. They're taught that if they work hard and they do what they're told, that's a success. Is that enough, or is networking something that they need to do? I think that success is defined by the person. Mm-hmm. Um, if they feel like they work hard, they get to a specific place and they're satisfied with it, then that themselves is successful. Mm-hmm. And there's no judgment from us to say like, that's not success. If yeah. you think that's success, then that is. And we're more than happy to like congratulate you and make you feel like you achieved your goal because you did. Yeah. But for other people, it is important for them to at least be social because say they want to do one thing, they do it for a while, but then they find out, Oh man, I really don't like this. I want to move somewhere else. It's good to have a social network Mm -hmm. where they can talk to somebody else about like different things or say, we're going to go back to this pre-med thing. Say this person is pre-med finds out they don't like it but then they find a love for computer science Mm -hmm. right it's good to have or know people within that field so then they can guide you as to oh what sort of path there is within computer science because computer science is a general umbrella yeah other like career paths within it you could be a software engineer you could be like a data scientist or whatnot right yeah So it's good to know and have like people in like your address book that you can contact. Yes. Yes. I like that message. It's, uh, it's something that um, I know you've, you've talked to us, you know, before this, uh, before our podcast about how, you know, how to draw inspiration. You can draw inspiration and, 
and education from a lot of different people, friends, mm-hmm. family, colleagues, and mentors is what you've told me that uh, you yourself personally do, but mm-hmm. also gathering a lot of data and a lot of data points about uh, a decision. Um, and the data points can include other people's observations and other people's stories, but also sort of the personal experience too. So, you, you know, w- with, with that, I was wondering, you know, one of the, I'm hearing from you, one of the struggles that uh, students have is uh, about how to make an informed and, uh, career decision and how to get those data points. Are, are there other struggles that you've seen students face in uh, the undergraduate setting that they come to you and ask you for your advice about? Yes, there there are actually like way more than just like what we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other biggest ones is mental illness. Mental illness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that they come to us about. Um, a lot of it is like depression, anxiety. Um, those are like the two biggest ones that we have with our students. Mm-hmm. So they come to us to like find out how can we help them with their academics and mediate between like instructors helping them um, talk to their their professors or their advisors or how to go about doing that so that they can have some sort of accommodation or because um, students are at all different levels in college some of them are confident enough to talk to their advisors or their professors themselves others are not some of them are a little bit more abrasive about it and so they go about it the wrong way oh really yes so we're there to like help guide them okay this is how you should be talking to this specific professor or this advisor because we do have a good like repertoire with those um professors and advisors and we deal with them enough to know like how they feel about certain things and how to approach them oh okay so it's nice for those students to come in and like we will either help talk to them to their um, advisors on their behalf Mm. if they're going through something like um, difficult mentally and at least for them when they come to us they know it's like a safe non-judgmental place that they can like say stuff and we are actually equipped to help these students because a a lot of our coaches um have a background in counseling oh okay Uh yeah so we know how to deal with these types of students and help them calm down find a place where it's comfortable enough for them to for lack of a better term spill their guts yeah. About like whatever it is they feel um, is going on in their life or they feel uncomfortable about. So you mentioned there's a, a particular, or like a, there could be a right way to approach um, a professor or an yes. instructor. And then there may be a wrong way. Uh, and yes. you mentioned abrasive. So what's, what's the right way and what's the wrong way that, you've, that you could feel comfortable describing to us? Sure. So one right way of talking to an instructor is either approaching them and letting them actually approaching them politely 
Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and acknowledging them as like you're an authority figure, you're my instructor, you're my advisor or whatnot. And I respect you. Um, and I want to come and tell you like, I have these sort of symptoms mm-hmm. and I need certain accommodations. Mm-hmm. Would you be um, so kind as to work with me on them? Yeah. Um, and give me those sort of accommodations because of my mental illness or like my whatever illness that I have. Mm-hmm. So that's one of like a good approach, which some students are able to do. A wrong approach, and I have two. Is, oh, okay. Um, this is going to be good. <laughs> I got to hear this. <laughs> one, one abrasive way is to come off very like privileged and as uh-huh. though like you're my my instructor and my advisor. And our school is a private school, so they pay a lot of money, and so they sort of feel entitled to have certain services. Mm-hmm. So one that I've seen a few students actually do is come off to an instructor demanding that yeah. they treat them and give them accommodations um, as they're there to serve the students, mm-hmm. which is really not the right way to approach anyone at all. Cause yeah. you already turn off the person from wanting to help you in the first place mm-hmm. and you're not giving any sort of respect to a person um, who you're asking help for. Yeah. Um, and the second one is, that's, that's a really abrasive one. The second one is giving the instructor or advisor no contact at all. Oh, and okay. waiting until like the very last minute to make demands. Oh, wow. Where it's too late to do anything. Mm-hmm but still demand something of them and then show them like a bunch of like medical documentations and pressure them into doing what they want. Wow. Yeah. So you've seen Those both. Are wrong ways to approach <laughs> a professor or an advisor. <laughs> I, and you can totally extrapolate. Well, I know we're, we're, we're chuckling about this, but this is quite serious because yeah. this is, uh, when you're going through life beyond high school and you're trying to approach someone who is in a position of authority for accommodations or resources, Mm -hmm. resources meaning like funds for your projects or um, time for your projects. I can imagine that that first way approach is the way to go and to do it in a respectful manner with ample time and a, neutral but but a proposal versus um the abrasive method and or the procrastinators method exactly which we see a lot of um actually in our unfortunately there are there are students who actually approach it correctly which is really nice and Mm -hmm. with those students they get a lot more out of um their relationship with their professor or advisor because they're willing to help the students a lot more. Mm. Plus, going back to it, it's a good way to get them to be in your social network because yeah. they're also working professionals who are experts in their field. So oh. they would know a lot more if you are a lot more respectful of them. 
I like that. You know, that actually, that's something I myself, when I was going through undergraduate, I never really thought about. Um, and I, I admit I did this one and a half decades ago, but um, with with uh, approaching professors as if they were going to be part of my future social network, it's yeah. always good to uh, ensure that you uh, act in a professional manner exactly. and not go down in flames. <laughs> yeah, no. we've had those. I'm like those. You don't want to burn any bridges with like people who could potentially help you out later on in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, wow. This is a, a lot to unpack. I mean, you've, you've taught us today about how um, setting a vision, uh, uh, you know, uh, talking about mission and goals uh, is important, but also having that informed by experiences. And mm-hmm. it sounds like, I didn't use this term earlier, but little life experiments. You're saying that people should uh, uh, try things like volunteering or collecting stories from other people. And then also some internships. Oh, internships. Yes. How is that some, you said that your office specifically has some connections and then some students, they may not have those connections. I don't know if that scenario has ever come up where the, um, where a student doesn't have access to uh, internships or doesn't have access to, Uh, people yeah so we do go through our own um affiliations with people like personal affiliations especially if you feel like oh this student is a really good student Mm -hmm. we really want to support them we know what their goals are exactly and it totally aligns with this personal connection i have with somebody else and within the field that the student is interested in we don't mind connecting them with those people of course we give them the um the talk saying like i'm gonna connect you with this person please be respectful and like respond to this person however well respond to them in a professional manner yeah but then also make sure that you don't do anything that may you know seem impolite to them or unprofessional to them because then that can affect you know your your future relationship with this person or relationship with me because the school you mean no with like the coach generally because it's a personal connection right oh okay like that will come back to me and i will hear about i will talk to you about it yeah yeah so it's Basically, please be professional. Yeah. Um, don't be unprofessional because it will come back to me. Yeah, it will it'll haunt you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but also there's just like, even though I'm connecting you with this person, there are no guarantees. Yeah. With anything. yeah. Just, just keep note of that in the back of your mind because when you want to make a very good impression, but that's all on you. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I can do is connect you with this person and introduce you. Mm-hmm. I can't give you a job. That's up to that person to decide. Yeah. So I want you to act professional, act respectful, and do you. And then hopefully it'll turn into something 
but yeah. don't do anything disrespectful because I will hear it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wise words. Oh, absolutely wise words. You know, a lot of students I imagine who are listening to us right now uh, was wondering if you had any. Uh, uh, as we wrap up our our time together, mm-hmm. are there um, any advice or any sort of uh, wise was you know wisdom success success uh, tidbits or tips that you could give to our listeners? Yeah, so as we like talked about it in our um, talk right now, it's just keep your mind and your eyes open. Don't close them to any potential opportunities. Even though you think you might not like it, if you haven't tried it, don't knock it. Yeah. Try it and then see because you never know if that can lead to something else. I've known people who changed their careers from like a doctor to a shoemaker or shoe designer to be uh, more exact because she found it a lot more um, engaging and exciting for her. Mm -hmm. And it actually was, it fit her passions to the T as opposed to being a a doctor, which is, you're you're kind of like, what? But, (laughs) (laughs) because I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's what she wanted to do. And that's something she tried later on in life. And she was just like, ah. I was always interested in design. I just didn't do it because, you know, I'm following like my parents' views and their goals of what I wanted to be didn't really follow mine. And now that she became it, she fulfilled her parents' goals, but now she she wanted to fulfill her own, which is to be a designer. And she became a shoe designer and she's way more happier than being a doctor. Wow. And I think to me, that is being successful. Yeah. Right. Doing something you love and are passionate about. That is phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah you, I got to say, uh, you, you know, you've helped tens of thousands of students in the past. You've uh, seen careers grow and blossom. And so it's, uh, you know, that topic of parental pressure and expectations that's a whole nother podcast. Maybe, uh, yeah, more, <laughs> more, maybe a whole podcast series in itself. So we, we got to oh. have you back uh, and we will have you back because you're one of our co-hosts for Imagine Talks. But mm-hmm. we're very lucky to hear from you about uh, student success and the Student Success Center at University of San Francisco uh, in the midst of uh, one, of the, um, one of the world's intellectual capitals. So thank you, Tammy, for your time. Thank you, Steve. It was really nice to talk to you. And I'm looking forward to talk more about like the whole parental um, views on this and like being a helicopter parent. Oh. We have a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, we got to ask you about that. I, I um, you know, it, 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 amongst us, our um, Imagine Talks, uh, that's a very common theme amongst our speakers. So helicopter yeah. parents. Mm-hmm. And parental expectations. We gotta, we gotta hear more about this in the in the future episode. So yeah. thanks, Tammy. <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah, and we'll wrap it up right now. All right, great. Thank you.